Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to live aboard cruising. Okay, so today we're going to talk about wintering the boat. And if you hear what sounds like an airplane in the background, it's our oven. We're making vegan cornbread in the Mm. oven. But it's really loud, so yeah, that's just boat life. Okay, so let's talk about wintering. It's the first time we're wintering the boat. We're going to leave the boat here in Montenegro and head home in a couple few weeks. And so we have never done the wintering process before and are learning a lot just about the basic stuff. So if you are a seasoned winterer, this may not be the podcast for you, but if you want to know what we're learning on what needs to be done before you leave the boat for an extended period of time, this might be the podcast for you. And then we're leaving the boat for at least five months, six months. And wintering, I mean, it's winter, but it's also Montenegro. It's not like freezing temperatures. It's pretty mild winter. So, except for the wind, it can get windy. Yeah. So, we want to talk about that. We can start with the wind (laughs) and trying to because it rationalizes why we're taking off some things, right? Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. Well, we haven't yet taken down the Genoa, Mm -hmm. but that's something we're going to do. Um, The main, we've decided to leave it on, and um, it's a lot of work. It's a big sail. It's heavy. Um, and where would we put philosophies. it? Yeah. Hmm? It's a big sale. Like, where would we put it? Yeah, I mean, well, we could find yeah. a place and remove the buttons and stuff. But it's a lot of work. Um, what we've done as a compromise um, is to put a tarp inside the lazy bag. The, well, first, we've... Um, Raise the main, making sure it's like dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took advantage of that to put some patches on the main to uh, kind of a Kevlar uh, patch with another like Dacron type patch on top of it uh, to protect against the spreaders. And so we've done that for the full main uh, up and for the first reef. So we hoisted you up the Boston's chair. And yeah. you went up and did that just to kind of check everything out because part of it was checking every everything out and making yeah, sure. Yeah, chafe, mm, yeah. You know, things like go up and down quite a few times because the patches was like on one side, mm-hmm. on the other the side, other take a reef, going yeah. back on one side, the other side. So that was like, uh, I mean, taking our time. But it was So part of putting part the, the mainsail away was inspecting everything and, and putting yeah. the patches on. And then yeah. tried to, we usually like let it go down into the lazy bag, but, you know, we tried to like flake it as best as possible on the boom and so the approach we've taken is um, uh, put a tarp inside Um, we're mainly trying to protect from the water Um, so the idea being if the water goes through the zipper of the lazy bag or it comes from one end or the other um, then it will slide on the side and and then drain because we've lifted the boom up at an angle. Naturally, it's an mm-hmm. angle up, but we lifted it a little bit more. 
And the idea is like most of the water that will get inside the lazy bag and find pockets inside the main and stay there for the whole winter. And then you have stains and mostly there will be that. Uh, then hopefully it will go, it will spare the main. Mm-hmm. Kind of go around and slide, mm-hmm. find a way, uh, kind of a fast way to, to drain. So we protected one end of it and the other one end of it uh we still need to kind of plug the boom also so like bees like i got stung by a bee that was already in yeah the you got you got a bee sting uh you know stuff doesn't find a home for the we've winter. heard about birds and bees and all yeah. kinds of things oh, going in talking there. about birds you want to <laughs> talk about that bird Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a bird up in the... Well, we didn't know there was a bird up in the mast. We were down below, and we just heard this terrible crack and um, splitting of something. And we were like, oh, man, what was that? Yeah. And we go out, and I find a a half of a walnut. But it's completely cleaned out on the inside. So we look up, and there's a bird throwing walnuts down. And so that was really cool to watch. But then it dawned on us, oh, there's going to be birds landing on the top of our mast, which... Yeah. It's a different set of... I mean, there's that, and yeah. they'll probably come back and drop some walnuts to crack them and eat yeah. them. But at least it was not nothing yeah. <laughs> functional for the That for was the boat. funny. But, so anyway, that's what we've decided to do for for the main. And then we, we wrapped it with line. Yeah, we put a line around it. So if it's like windy, the lazy bag is not flogging itself to death. But right. it should not. But just kind of added, you know, precaution. Yeah, so just to close on the main, where we started there there's wind that comes from the north and wind that comes from the south mm-hmm. um we were here when it was blowing what was it 45 knots yeah so ugo is the wind blowing from the south and uh, so we saw a gust up to 45 mm-hmm. uh, the other day uh, so it was you know mm-hmm. uh, so there will be a yeah uh, at and times then the bora, wind from the, yeah, yeah from the north and so yeah, I mean, and they said what done. was the high? What was the high wind that comes through here? They said, uh, I forgot what they've seen, but it's pretty high. But it's not every winter. But I think, um, yeah, fifty knots or probably right. a little more. It's probably normal. Um, but everybody secures their main pretty well here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we still haven't done it, but we'll remove the tent um, mm-hmm. to, you know, because uh, it's not sun exposure, it's not, you know, exposure to rain, but it's more like the wind. The wind, yeah. So that will create kind of a, that will put less pressure on it. Uh, so while we're still here, we're still going to keep the tent. But before we leave, the plan is to, um, yeah, put the tent, the cockpit tent and the helm, helm. station enclosure down. And Bimini. Yeah. And Bimini, yeah. So and, all that uh, stuff comes off, which means everything that's on the inside has to be protected. So we found a guy um, who's going to do a wrap around our table just to protect the table. Mm-hmm. And also... He's also making us a cover for our dinghy. Yeah, which regardless of the tent or not. Yeah, we need we, that. That was, that was your project. I know, I was going to do that. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's so cheap to have him do it. <laughs> I'll stick to the winch covers with my sewing machine for yeah, now. So yeah, so then that will be something yeah, that yeah. The, taking the tent out, the, the winches are going to be exposed. So it becomes now important that yeah. we um, create a little bit of... Uh, Right. Hat. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the main and the tent. 
the yeah. lines. Right. Um, the lines for all the briefing lines, uh, we left them in, but um, kind of they are removed from uh, from being exposed. Like, so put a knot, they are basically inside the, the boom. Um, but at least there is no um, direct exposure to, you know, rain and, and sun. So the, the halyards uh, will definitely um, replace, uh, run kind of a, a fishing line type thing. I forgot the name, but uh, so we'll put the, the halyards away and, and have a temporary line for the winter. So that still needs to be done. So that's, I think, on the outside. And then and the we, Genoa. Yeah, the Genoa I talked about. Yeah, we'll about take it. that yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, then we need to protect a little bit of the boat. With, um, so we haven't done any, uh, well, it's been washed with the rain <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, yeah, that's the good news is here with the rain, we have a clean boat most of the time, at least yeah. on the top side. So Yeah. So, but we need to. Um, uh, we have a special soap, and and that protects protect also the, the gel coat. So we we're going to do that, uh, and then we're going to have one person look after the boat. You mm -hmm. know, to yeah. Yeah, and the and just to finish, and then we're going to do clean. Of course, the whole around the boat, the freeboard, and everything mm -hmm. outside with the same stuff. And I've also finished all of the stainless steel polishing, Ugh. Mm -hmm. which is a never-ending job um, around the boat just to protect all of that as well. Um, and we never did that after we came back to get here. To get here, So we had some little rust areas already, uh, which is amazing. Yeah, but I think less than we used to see at the beginning. Yeah, I think, so. Yeah, so I think it's helping. Um, yeah, so we found um, many people here that wanted to help watch our boat. The cost ranged between 150 euros to 350 euros. I think even as low as 100, 100, 100 to maybe. 300 euros. Yeah. And there are mostly people working in the marina. Right. And so they do this as a side job from yeah. extra money to, um, to basically check on your boat. And adjust the lines as needed if anything needs to be done. Come back after, before and after a sto big storm. Yeah, blows check through. on the boats. Yeah. They, if it's um, sunny days, then they will kind of open the hatches and kind of ventilate the boat. Um, Start the engines one, once a month. So, yeah, some it seems to be the trend that people here, like they like to get the engine started for 15, 20 minutes every month. Um, and what we can talk about, yeah, the, we are going to have um, Volvo do the 400-hour service, the 200-hour service. We ended up uh, not using Volvo uh, because it was complicated. It's a long right? story. I've talked about yeah. this here in Palma. So, and it was a simple step of basically yeah. changing oil for the cell drives. The, the 400 is more involved. Is more involved, and we want to kind of get into the Volvo system, right. as, you know. At least they have a record of you know, right. doing a service. And, and then we're going to learn at the same time and observe what they do. Right. So, and we were going back and forth on whether we should do it when we come back or yeah. before we leave. And we talked to the guy and it seems like it's better to do it before because there's also some step in wintering. Uh, yeah, and also it's it's number of miles, but also like well, one year. Mm -hmm. So uh, we could wait, um, but probably at the same time next year, then 
we will probably just be the cell drives and we'll see how many hours we have on the engine. But and we're here, you know, the guy's available. It's like one yeah. less thing we have to do when we and get back. And the price is reasonably good compared to like what the guys in, in Mallorca and Palma were trying to like. Right. Um, it ended up being 750 euros yeah, or something. Yeah, for all the parts and the labor. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, 700 plus euros. Mm -hmm. um, so it seems so that's reasonable. for the engines, yeah. Yeah. So that, so they come on Monday to do that. And then on yesterday, or the day before yesterday, we had the outboard service. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because all these companies, so we have a Suzuki outboard, we have Volvo uh, engines, diesel engines. And I mean, obviously they have a process to try to get their techni certified technicians to do the service. And for like the Suzuki outboard, it's the uh, warranty is three years, but if you have Suzuki do the inspections for all that time, then they extend the warranty to six years. So you're like, okay, that's maybe it's good to do it. Again, maybe it's good to at least get into their system as yeah. like we've engaged some of the technicians, but maybe, you know, like for the this type of service, that was again an oil change and a, yeah, it was and no a, big deal. And a fuel filter to change. So we might not do every single one, but mm -hmm. um, the and next one... And it was 60 one, euros to do that. Yeah, I think yeah, that was it. Like and that. which... Yeah, it would be much cheaper just to to do it yourself. But again, we wanted to at least get into the Suzuki system, Suzuki yeah. system like get a stamp, show we're good citizens trying to get, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the service. But next time we have just to do a, a simple yeah, thing like we this. That we might skip a few, course, but at yeah. least, you know, if we have a problem later, like, you know, we want to show that we've tried. Yeah, to hire <laughs> exactly. So, and the, the biggest drama with the outboard is we don't have a lift and, you know, we don't have a strap yet around the top, so it's always awkward to kind of stand it up and, you know, where to put it on the boat. And our mm -hmm. boat, the way it is, there's no obvious place. You know, you see a lot of these people with on their boats, they have this, this, this board attached to some of the steel stainless steel yeah. frame and it's an obvious place like yeah. but on our boat it's not obvious where it would go there's no there's real no, place yeah. to do that so unless you construct some kind of um, and they'd have know. to weld it somehow to something so yeah. we're, we're you know so anyway we're putting it inside the four peak you know for the we, winter yeah so right. basically our rule is you know the engine the outboard stays on the dinghy all the time except for the winter uh, we're going to bother to well, we brought it in into the four peak and we're going to build uh, some kind of a structure uh, like fiberglass it against the hull mm -hmm. and so it can be secured and so we'll store it here in vertical position mm -hmm. for the winter but also that will be the place where we uh, secure it for a passage right. so that will be the two times where and we, we met a great uh, Russian guy who does boat boat yard, boat work basically he's like a general contractor for boats so mm -hmm. it's a good and then our our guy for the table cover and the um, dinghy is cover Turkish, then, yeah. is from Turkey, and they, I guess they don't like each other, but it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> but we don't yeah, really mind they any did, of that. And they covered, we wanted to do a cover for outboard yeah. so it doesn't look so new and yeah. like steal me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we did that. So we, we had a cover yeah. on, and it and did it, a great it's job. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are we going to do with the generator? Uh, so we have to, uh, I, I don't know, I guess we have to read the manual and see what, <laughs> what needs to be done. I don't know if they have another scheme to like use their technician and, and to have extended warranty. But did we even, warranty. I mean, 
We used the generator maybe twice. Yeah, not that much. And so, so I mean, I don't know. This don't one, know. again, we yeah, have we'll to read the manual. Out. We have to see if, if it's one of those we're going to do ourselves or not. And yeah. For now, we're kind of in this period of like, okay, let's get into their systems and let's use their services. Let's observe what they're doing. Right. And then, then we'll do it all time, ourselves. We'll yeah, make exactly. some decisions. You know, mm-hmm. if the pricing is good, and and you know, maybe we just do it. And if we're away and and it's it needs to be done, then we'll just mm-hmm. do it. But I don't know. So from now, we're being conservative, I guess, and we're trying because we're do still learning. Read the book, yeah, and um, and over time, we'll probably uh, yeah skip a few of those, right? Save some money. Watermaker. Uh, Watermaker, yeah, that was uh, the wintering process was extensive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were down there for like a full day oh, working on it. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, and it takes also lots of water. Like there was, um, I don't remember, I think it calculated it was like over 100 liters of water, like, you know, different buckets at different times with different product to pickle it and and um and then we're talking to our neighbors and it's like oh what kind of water maker do you have and they have a different brand and they're like oh yeah the wintering it's like 10 minute process I'm and like, we're oh, there yeah. you're down there all day it well was the every weirdest time thing. it's like you take like a uh, you need to rinse it so i think it takes like i forget how many liters just to do a rinse and then you just like pour like a 10 liter bucket and put some product in there and then you run it for 20 minutes and you have to open this valve close those valves and it's a pretty extensive process and especially the first time you're like oh i'm doing this because right. you had to like research stuff and figure yeah. out what so yeah. now i think this well by the time i have to do it again i would have forgotten a lot yeah. of it but at least you're getting some level of confidence that you're doing the right things and the company has some youtube videos that's helpful to you know look at also uh, but, but this is process. something when we bought the boat, we didn't think about, right? We didn't, we weren't thinking, oh, what's the pickling process, by the way, of for this, yeah. for, of this. It's just like, oh, what do you do at the end? Oh, yeah, you pickle it, and they make it seem like it's so easy to do. And I'm trying to remember the brand of like the couple neighbors that are using this water maker, and it's called. Um, Ah, I forget. The It'll brand. come to you. Yeah, but and then 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 it's like I've talked to a couple of those, and they are like, yeah, it's no just, big deal. You know, Ten minutes. So it's a good question <laughs> to ask. You know, what is the actual process, and how long does it take? Yeah. So if you have a choice, yeah. in what watermaker you want to uh, select, and they were happy with their watermaker, yeah. So that might be this one. I mean, I will say between all the steps. Uh, of the cleaning and wintering uh, that's probably like a minimum like half a day getting yeah. everything ready and you know you like you need some water with like uh, at least a carbon filter because it cannot have like uh, yeah. uh, chlorine in it well and we had some rookie maneuver that we did because we came into the marina and and we were sort of low on water or no we, we had water we had water in the beginning but then we ran it out because we wanted the tanks to be emptied yeah so and then yeah the timing didn't work we were like <laughs> we were using our tank water which has been produced by the water, water maker, maker yeah. so it didn't have it was like clean it was water clean pure water, water no chlorine and by the time and and we should have done the wintering right away and then it's like it took two weeks and suddenly because we were like oh okay we have time time. to do the wintering 
Except for the water maker, you don't you, want you to You kind of have to do it. Yeah. Well, and it was compounded because we lost an O-ring on our well, no, filters first, first, for the dock water. We would have still had water into our tank, right. and we could have used that water with no chlorine in right. the water to do the, the flushing, to do the, the, right. the filtering. or like. So we could have used that, except by the time we say, oh, we need to do, do the, the, uh, the priority, the, the wintering process for the water maker, suddenly like we are just empty with the water in our tank. So now we have to use the, the water from the, the dock, and it's like it cannot be chlorinated water, so then we need to use a carbon filter, but then the, the filter the O-ring was have. missing and by the way yeah. we cannot find an O-ring to save our lives that is In, the diameter that size, we want. Yeah. yeah so so anyway yeah listen learn is like next time we do this we'll come with a full tank of water and we won't wait until we we will do the wintering process of the water maker like in the first few days as opposed to like forgetting about it and mm-hmm. so in the end it all worked out but um um yeah it's it's it was pretty involved mm-hmm. so we talked about the a lot of things on our list i'm looking at our list now in trello um so i will not go through all the clean everything you know clean the fridges that's kind of obvious stuff turn everything off that's kind of obvious stuff um but here's some other things we uh went to clean our bilges mm-hmm. and clean them completely out and discovered five buckets of water mm-hmm. in our bilges. And um, we were like, oh, maybe that's why there's a weird smell down here. Mm. And um, Good thing it was fresh water. Yeah, it was fresh water. And do you want to talk about where the leak was? Yeah, so we traced it, tra- traced it all the way to the front of the boat. Um, and basically... Uh, at first, I thought, okay, somebody tightened the the the, the, the hose onto this plastic, you know, T and um, connector too tight, and it's probably why it's leaking. And then you cannot remove the hose; you have to cut it. And so I'm looking at it, and I don't see anything obvious. And I'm like, oh, maybe like you know, it was too tight, and it cracked. The, the, this plastic connector and I'm looking at it nothing as well but inside you have a little kind of a, a seal and I was like oh that looks fine but yeah it's it's it has a little dent to it and and then what I realized is these tubes are pretty solid um, these hoses like and 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 it was cut too short and when they mounted it it created a little bit torque like on on the connector and then the seal uh, instead of being perfectly flat and when it's screwed it, it, it just got kinked. it got kinked yeah. a little bit and then i mean it was probably just a, enough just a teeny tiny of water drop. yeah and it built up over time yeah, yeah. and so uh, i guess we I mean should five look. buckets was a lot yeah. i was i was i was impressed and what was even more interesting to me is like the bilge the bilge just didn't go off no, Which is no. Crazy. You need like a couple inches, yeah. uh, probably like three inches before it, it yeah. really triggers the, the automatic pump. But I think lesson also be like, you know, we need to check. There, there's one low point, uh, at one floorboard that you need to open regularly. Yeah. And, and so, and it's a low point. When we got here to this marina, I did check the bilges. But I checked it at what I thought the low point was, which was at the foot of our bed. Mm-hmm. And that one was dry. 
Mm-hmm. But by the time the leak went all the way through, then it was just like tons of yeah. water. Yeah. So we had to figure that out. And then the other thing that we figured out in cleaning all the bilges, and now it smells like beautiful and fresh down mm-hmm. there. Um, well, except we had forgotten to remove the depth Oh, yeah. The so then we had to go through that again. So then it's like all clean. I was like, oh, oh no. Man. And then some salt water, yeah. <laughs> marina water is going to get in. But yeah, it's much. pretty good because uh, when you remove it, they have a, a clap, like a, a something. A like flap, a, yeah. A flap. There. So the it's still water comes out, but it limits the amount of water. And then you have another mm-hmm. plug you put in. Mm-hmm. So so lesson learned too, we should have done that before cleaning the bilges. And then for the uh, on the starboard side, um, it, there's also like the air conditioning. It has some filters. So at least we'll get some water again in the port side a little bit to clean it but at least on the starboard side yeah the ac filters that's another thing to do right so we'll do the cleaning of that and then clean the and dry the bilges afterwards Mm -hmm. so and then that's part of also the service of the guide and he'll open up the boat and he'll check in the bilges and stuff like this and there there was a lot of um sawdust and it yeah, looked like you know remnants and, of yeah. of the boat building and process and some wiring you know that you probably shouldn't have been stuff, there a little yeah nooks and cr- yeah it was just left over from the right. fabrication and somebody dropped it and not something that is yeah that loosened. fell off yeah but the bilges are amazingly clean now they're <laughs> sparkling and then we went through and we added all of the uh emergency plugs yeah. The wooden plugs mm-hmm. and sized up, you know. For the seacocks. And, for yeah. all the seacocks and, and all And that's that. something we should have put in there. I mean, we had bags of like, you know, those plugs. plugs. And then we have uh, the wooden ones. And then we have two also like red ones, like the cone shaped things that you shoved into a hole. Um, but it's best to have those. Probably know, before we did plugs. all the sailing, yeah. yeah. So, so now we're looking for like Ziploc bag to keep those dry yeah. and, and clean, and then um, so we'll we'll store those uh, next to those seacocks, and and at the same time, and we should do this more regularly, and then we just close the seacocks on and off to make sure that you know they we still we activate them and they don't stay like stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we still need to do is we need to wash the anchor chain and locker with with fresh water. Yeah, I think I had done it, but we might have anchored another time after that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. still need to. And do you want to talk about the biocide in the fuel? There's discussions about that. Um, yes. Um, I think we probably, from where we bought fuel, we probably are. Are okay, and we filled up our tanks like full. Uh, it's more like so there is no humidity and you know water kind of into going to the diesel over time. Um, so that's one thing we've done when we uh, got into the marina. Uh, we stopped at the fuel dock. So um, we haven't decided if we're going to add biocide yet. Everybody um, thinks the fuel is pretty clean here. so Yeah, but then we've also heard the story and probably there was fuel they got in Turkey or Greece and by after the winter then they had growth and then that means they had to cut their fuel mm-hmm. tanks and clean them up by hand and filter like 500 liters of, of diesel. Yeah, that would be And they good. save like 300. Um, so that was a big project. So, um, and then the channelry didn't have like the you know the biocide stuff, yeah. you know type stuff so 
Uh, we haven't fully. Well, we'll talk to the Volvo guys tomorrow yeah, and see what, what maybe they they think. But um, it's there is no like one solution fits all. You hear stories of people you know didn't do it. They should now they do it, or people who added some products in there and then it creates an, another, another problem. problem. So yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go check my cornbread real quick. So I'm gonna push pause and then mm-hmm. we can come back and finish. Okay. So we have an oven issue because sometimes it mysteriously turns off and we can't figure out if it relights itself or how it works. So I guess we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> and that's, that's a lesson that I was thinking about. The first wintering is a process and it's good to give yourself time. <laughs> yeah. So exactly, we're we're doing the wintering process, but we're not stressing about it because we have. Well, we're going to stress when we get at the closer. last minute. Yeah. We'll definitely stress about it. But um, I think, yeah, you need to give yourself time so you find the right people to do the work. You need to learn how to do things, and and that takes some time. You need to ask questions and be sure they're doing the right things. So. Yeah, it's good to give yourself plenty of time the first time. And um, and we're learning things, like back to the bilges. You know, we were like, oh, and where's the emergency manual bilge pump? And we had never checked it out before and figured we, out how it worked. We knew where it was. We knew the tube was like in the locker. And we we might have opened it, but maybe I not personally. It's like... We were pulling on it to try to, and, to and you can't figure out like, am I breaking it by opening it like this? It or was like it was really, really tight, clipped like mm-hmm. and locked, and and so eventually that was like the only way, and and then you know, so I guess in panic you will pull on it hard, but if you pull on it hard and you don't know for sure you right. might break it, but the more important part is that the way it's designed is you have the manual pump in the cockpit and you have this very long tube. And that tube, um, there is one location under uh, one floorboard on each side where you have a connection. Right. And you need, you cannot just plug the tube in the water because one you, once you pump, the water goes up. But as you push it back to repump, the water, like in between, the water so will go down. So it needs to go on this little attachment. That yeah. has like um, a, a flange. flange. Yeah. And so you keep pumping in the water, you know, when you pump, it keeps going up and like and out. So you really need to know where to plug it. And we were looking at the bilge pump, the bilge, and then be like, oh, you know, what, what is this, this little is. black yeah. thing? And then suddenly, <laughs> like, you know, ask a question and then, you know, let's try it. And the, the, and the tube was... You know, needed oh, to be uncoiled. And, yeah, you know, it was, I kind like, of feel, twisted. just in hindsight, that would have been a good thing to know before we went across. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. we should have definitely gone through some of that basic safety Stuff, things yeah. um, before leaving our shell. And, and that seems so obvious, uh, but we, you have we so, many, so, so many, so many things, things going to do on. And, and yeah. then, you know, you just, yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, you want to talk about what we're going to do for the black water tanks and um, empty them? 
<laughs> rent, yeah, <what>? I mean, <laughs> yes. rent some maybe. Um, maybe there like must be vinegar, some product, yeah. you know, thing. I mean, we're not using it's a, it's a fresh water that we're using, so it's um, it's pretty bit better. Uh, but yeah, either like some vinegar or uh, or some products that right. we haven't yet, you know, made a decision. And our neighbor, you know, was wintering his boat, and he's like, okay, I usually pump it out and then I I rinse it out, but. The guys came by to give them a pump out, which is really convenient here in Montenegro because it's right on, it's attached, to, the pump out is attached to the dock. So they just come to give you the hose basically. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to go anywhere. And um, so you just call them for a pump out and they didn't have an adapter or something that fit his his hole yeah. that on the on the top of the boat that, you know, sucks it out. And so he couldn't pump out which is really weird because he well i guess it was his first winter but he didn't even know that not first winter for the boat but first wintering here right so i i met right. they, they've had the boat in croatia for a long time right. so i don't know they must have had that particular adapter yeah, but here know. they didn't so luckily um they have somebody looking after the boat you know as yeah. one of those guys and and they're going to find try to find the something and then we'll pump but it then out. i see him like 10 minutes later and he's got this huge bottle of stuff and he's just shoving it down there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so it doesn't like you know totally stink yeah, yeah. stink the boat so there's that and then i think many things on the list are just about putting stuff away so obviously you know we're gonna have to put away our our dive stuff and dive tanks and cushions cushions and you know you have to rent them all off and then you know cleaning everything out the fridge you know putting the vinegar and everything in the fridges to make sure there's no mold when you come back and um, making sure the boat's completely clean and you know we need a solution for the humidity we have a dehumidifier as part of the ac unit on the boat do we want that to be run um, while we're gone or once a month or does that help Um, we're going to have to pack everything like all of our clothes and stuff that we leave obviously in bags that are seal tight Um, but the humidity overall is something we need to figure out how to solve for and um, then just like turning off and depowering everything at the panels and you know, inside the engine room, obviously breakers. the breakers and all of that. Is there anything else from that you can see? Um, pretty much that's 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 it. the bulk of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's still. I mean, the major critical things are like all the major systems, like water maker, engines, uh, uh, diesel yeah. engines, outboard generator, ACs, yeah. and sales. Yeah. Sales. And, uh, and after that, yeah, lots of cleaning, a lot of uh, organizing. And, um, yeah. Little, and then the little special projects that we still would like to have done. I mean, it, yeah. it just the list gets longer. And that's why it's kind of working out to spend a month here in Montenegro. Is we're mixing it up between um, taking time uh, to visit. Uh, the country, taking time to have a social life with other cruisers, and uh, there's a big, um, ex- well, big, there's a decent size expat community here. So um, it's kind of fun to, yeah. to, to meet other people and, and have this. Uh, that's part of the, the cruising life that we yeah, like they, to have. Yeah, they and do hit classes and yoga. Yeah, and, and it's free. It's like community type based. People and, are great. And by yeah. the way, if you need a place to winter in the med, 
this place is amazing. And everybody has been saying Puerto Montenegro is great. And that's why we're here. Best marina. Best marina in the med. And then everything's downhill from there. Yeah, but so maybe you don't want to start with this one. <laughs> it's amazing. And the people are incredible and yeah. so nice. And the country is beautiful. It is definitely, if you haven't considered Montenegro, definitely do, yeah. I would say. It's it's it, it's definitely a little on the pricier side, uh, Porto Montenegro. It's, uh, I mean, you, you feel well, like you Well, if you compare it to Turkey, yeah. you, you know, uh, or Tunisia. It's it's higher priced, yeah. but I think there are also other marinas that are probably higher, you know. Probably, yeah. But yeah. you know, be ready. Like if you're on a budget, that's Porto yeah. Montenegro is not the first one you're going to look at. But if um, if you're looking for um, a safe place, uh, clean, it's definitely then safe. It's like the it's marina clean. is like ten years old. Everything is mm-hmm. modern, working. <laughs> Nothing is like yeah. Everything's working and, and nice. The showers are immaculate. Yeah, um, the the service is is uh, yeah, yeah. is great. Uh, the surroundings. I mean, are it's, beautiful. Um, if yeah. you're spending the winter on the boat, um, that's definitely a great i mean i guess in turkey and greece it might be warmer uh but yeah there's a great little community that now we're a part of um and that's that makes the experience like uh for uh, sure yeah Yeah, it's beautiful so uh that's it for wintering and um you know if you have any questions about wintering that we didn't cover please make sure to send us a email at sailingowen.com uh, at gmail.com or reach out to us on Facebook or Messenger. And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you feel so inclined, I'd love for you to give us a rating. Um, so if you could help us by doing that, that'd be awesome. And what it does is it helps other people who are looking for these types of podcasts to be found. So that's all it does is it, it helps the podcast get found by, by like-minded people like us. So until next week, Fair wins for now. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair wins for now. Fair wins for now.